Hello and welcome to the Legacy Church Sermons Podcast. At Legacy Church, we help people find their identity in Jesus and their place in His mission to impact the world through the gospel. We ask that you grab your Bibles, listen up, and we hope that you hear a great word from the Lord today. Well, Happy New Year! Happy 2022. It's, it's obviously not as warm as yesterday. I can see that. Woof. Uh, but it is going to be a year that we know that the Lord is going to be with us in, right? And the reason why I had us go through this text is because this is where we're going to be in today. Galatians, actually, Galatians 5, 16 through 26 today. But as, before we get there, I just want to make sure that we all understand what I believe the, the Spirit is trying to guide us in this morning. As we talk about 2022, I know that there's so many people that have resolutions or new goals because there's a new start, a new beginning for these years, this year, right? And sometimes we want to put away the things that were going on in the past, but I have to say, you know, we've had a conversation for the past year or more, even before I was here, we've been having these conversations about what's going on in culture, within our communities, what's going on within our families. And as much as we want to create this new resolution and create these new goals, let's just, we have to face the music when it comes to the, the cultural standpoints of the arguments that we've been seeing maybe on Facebook or Instagram or whatever it might be through our political beliefs, uh, through the family situations that we might have been going through. Some of those things are not changing today, right? Some of those things, we're going to continue to have a conversation and continue to see people uh, maybe argue over who's right and who is wrong. And I know some of this sounds a little mundane, and some of these things that we've stated or I'm stating right now, we've already heard this from this pulpit, even from some podcasts that we've done. But I want to encourage us this morning that as we walk in 2022, I really believe that there is something truly important for all of us this year. And whenever we walk in Christ, whenever, whenever we abide in Christ, we have to acknowledge what he did through his great power. And that's really what Paul is trying to get to in Galatia. He's writing this particular letter to this church that is going through a lot of different theological standpoints that are preaching a lot of different things outside of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Apostle Paul is really trying to say to the church, hey, I want you to understand the supreme nature of who Jesus is because the supreme nature of Jesus goes beyond the tendencies of any legalistic action that we may want to implement in our life, right? It goes, he goes beyond anything that we can actually do here in this world to say, by my own strength, I'm going to be righteous. By my own strength, I'm going to be holy. No, Apostle Paul is trying to say, I know that there are those in this church that are trying to teach you to abide by something, by a physical action, but I want you to know that there is something beyond that physical act. There's something beyond that physical scope, and that is the name of Jesus. Amen? If we understand it to be true that the name of Jesus 
is the Lord and Savior of our life, we have to understand this. We just celebrated Christmas understanding that he was born and to save this world. And as we understand the gospel, the simple gospel as we know it, he came, he lived this perfect life, he taught the disciples, he then, he went ahead and died for the sins of all humankind. And then on the third day he rose, right? And then he ascended to heaven. And as he ascended into heaven, I say it all the time, he's interceding on our behalf at this very moment. He's a good God, amen? But even in that, he also described to the disciples that he's going to send somebody. He is going to send a helper to assist us as we walk in life, right? He sent us the Holy Spirit so that we can truly walk in his boldness. But yet there is this work that happens inside of us that we can only say is done by the Spirit of God. And that's what I want us to talk about today because as we continue to have these conversations and culture, as we begin to interact with individuals, maybe with different perspectives or different cultures, there's one thing that Paul says in verse 16, and I just want to make sure that we understand this particular uh, statement. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the work of the flesh are evident. Sexual morality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, amenity, uh, anonymity, uh, strife, jealousy, fits of rage, rivalries, uh, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But as we read before in 22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited or provoking one another, or envying one another. This is God's word, right? As we look at this text, it's obviously we know the, the fruit of the Spirit very well, and sometimes we forget about maybe the conversation that Paul is having with the church, that there is this thing that we have to work in, in this culture, in, in our humanistic mindset, there are things that we classify as the flesh. And here's the thing. I can say that, or we can actually assume and understand this, the conversations that we've had with our, uh, like I said before, political points of view, maybe some of the arguments that we've had at home, or maybe some of the thought process that we have on uh, social media, maybe those are things that are been, have been guided by the flesh. Has anybody identified that as we walk through this life? Because I think that 
we can assume that uh, some of the things that Paul is talking about, we've seen, right? But I really believe for 2022, for us to really walk in a place that I believe that would be pleasing to the Lord is to walk by the Spirit, right? To walk in line with the Spirit. Because as he talks about the, the fleshly desires, the, uh, and let's just face it, because we are imperfect people, there are some tendencies that tend to come out of us that obviously do not match up or line up with who God is. But yet it is the work of the Spirit who kind of keeps us in line and keeps us moving the direction that we are called to go. So I just want us to understand this. As Paul begins to talk, he is really trying to gauge the attention of the church and say, listen, I understand that there are these individuals who are preaching these things. As a matter of fact, there are certain individuals that were engaging in some of the things that he was even talking about when it comes to the sense of the flesh. And he wants to make, he utilize strong and I would say bold language. And I would say some of us are somewhat at times intimidated to even talk about. But he's saying these attributes, these, this way of living is not something that grants you that inheritance that we are hoping to live in when we're abiding in Christ. But it goes against the grain. It goes against the, the area that God is, is really essentially wanting us to be in. He wants them to understand the flesh cannot operate in spiritual realms. He really wants us to understand this. See, if, if I had a first thought, it would be this. Life in the flesh will never create a spirit-filled life. So whenever we are walking and conducting ourselves as we are at work or maybe when we're at home, anywhere... We have to really acknowledge and maybe take a step back, especially as we're trying to do maybe some new resolutions or things of that nature, and ask ourselves, Holy Spirit, are you leading me at this very moment? Because either he's leading us or we're leading ourselves. But if we are leading ourselves, we have to truly acknowledge this. The life in flesh never creates spiritual life. It never creates something substantial to where the Holy Spirit is doing a great work whenever we're operating in the flesh. See, Paul is really trying to gauge their understanding and let them know that and even all the works that they're saying that you need to do, the work that he wants them to understand is being done inside, not even in the physical realm. He wants them to understand this, some of the actions that he is talking about in the sense of divisions, uh, some of this dissensions, envy, some of the things that we tend to see easily in front of our faces at times. Those are actions of the flesh at times. So once, sometimes when we watch the news, sometimes when we engage in these conversations, what is our true response at that moment? I mean, that's a really good question. What is our true response whenever we're engaging in conversations culturally that don't match maybe our point of view or maybe the way that we were potentially raised? Can we say that the fruit is something that comes out or is it 
maybe the fits of rage or fits of anger. You know what I mean? I know for some of us, especially myself, and I've said it many times, my wife says I use this illustration many, many times, but I don't care because it's a struggle. But when you're driving on the highway and somebody cuts you off, the struggle is real on that. It really is. But at the same time, whenever we are getting into conversations, even in our relationships, maybe it's an old argument that keeps coming up, but here, here let's just say, say the truth on this. If fits of rage or fits of anger is that number one thing that we go to, we have to identify that that is flesh and an operation in the flesh. When we're having these conversations on who is right and wrong about what we need to believe about what's going on in the world today, if it's dissension or division, if we're wanting to be right all the time, we have to ask ourselves, am I engaging in flesh or am I engaging in spirit? Because the truth is the truth. And at that moment, we have to be, we have to be honest with ourselves and say, we're engaging in the flesh. So I want to encourage us this morning that this, this thing of the flesh can be defeated by what the Holy Spirit really wants to do. But at times we have to acknowledge the Holy Spirit, right? As we move in Galatians, right, he, he is really trying to expound the, the understanding of the church's mindset because, like I stated before, there are theological standpoints that are going forth in this church that is confusing the church. There's, there's former pagans, there's just regular Gentiles, and there's uh, Judaizers was what they would call them. Individuals that were so invested in the law that they would teach that if you invest yourself in the law, that is your sense of righteousness. But Paul is trying to say, no, we have to remember what Christ Jesus did on the cross. The work that you are trying to challenge everybody to do has really already been done. And by the power of the Spirit who lives inside of us, He then begins to work on the inside of us. He begins to do this great work. And that great work creates this thing that we call, He calls, the fruit. And even as we talk about the fruit, I know that there's many illustrations that we think about when we think of the fruit. And I have an illustration that I want to uh, state today. This may not be the greatest illustration, but I believe it's something that I feel like I can understand, and I want to say that I think we can all understand together. But how many have eaten an orange before? Yeah? Okay. We can assess that an orange is a, a what? A fruit. All right, so in that orange being a fruit, I just wanted to say that the best thing that I could really think about is in an orange, there are many different nutrients in a fruit. As a matter of fact, as I looked it up, there's 60 calories, no fat or sodium. That's good, right? There's 3 grams of fiber, 12 grams of sugar, 1 gram of protein, 14 micrograms of vitamin A, 70 milligrams of vitamin C, 6% of your daily recommended amount of calcium, 237 milligrams of potassium, and 15.4 grams of carbohydrates. Wow. 
So essentially, when you eat this particular orange, the orange then goes to work on your body, giving you these particular nutrients. But here's one of the things that we have to understand about the orange, that if you want these particular nutrients to begin to work, you don't actually have to go out and do 10 laps to get vitamin C. You don't have to go do 10 push-ups to get vitamin A. The orange just goes to work on your body, right? And we have to understand this about the Holy Spirit. Because of the work that we understand, we understand that Jesus did on the cross, and then understanding that he sent the great helper, the Holy Spirit, we have to understand this. The Holy Spirit is automatically doing a work inside of us, right? And in the work that he's doing inside of us, maybe it's through our prayer life, maybe it's through the reading of the word that we can understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to do or teach us. He is beginning to do this work where we see this particular fruit, this fruit called love. And let's say, let's, we got to face this. We need this fruit right now because at times it's getting tough out there to, to love at times. But it is his presence that lives inside of us that even in the most difficult of times, even in the most atrocious of times, there's still this ability to love somebody, even coming from a past that we could not even understand, but because of his grace and because of who he is, he works on us on the inside to be that fruit, to utilize that fruit. Amen? We begin to understand that there is joy this thing that we understand to be uh, a tangible, not only uh, an emotional feeling, but it is an attitude, it's an undergirding that is worked with the Holy Spirit. He begins to work on us with a sense of joy. And here's the thing, as we face life, we understand that there are many trials, there's many tribulations. As even Pastor Kevin said earlier, we understand that Jesus came and overcame the world, and that creates this sense of joy. Why? Because at the end of the day, there is this solid foundation of who he is that keeps us consistent, keeps us moving forward, and creates this attitude and this moving of joy. We have to understand that the Holy Spirit assists us in this. He's the one who guides us and makes us alive in this. So I want us to really understand this. There might be some teachings out there that might challenge you to say, hey, if you do this particular thing, it's going to create righteousness. I just want to encourage everybody that if we understand to take a step back and allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide he is doing that work on the inside of us and as he does that work on the inside you find yourself operating in this particular fruit this particular fruit amen to that he is that good help that we need in these moments of the, of today and that's why I said, as we go through the year of 2022, I pray that we put on and walk by the, the Spirit of God. Because He is that source that we need every single day. He is that person that will walk and guide us through some of the most toughest moments of our lives. He is that help Whenever you find yourself in a hopeless situation, 
He is that person who will actually give you that encouragement in those moments where you feel so much doubt and maybe so much pain. He is that one. But we have to recognize it's him that's doing it. We cannot create something out of our flesh to have something Holy Spirit driven. Amen? You're a quiet bunch today. Is it the weather? <laughs> but as we look at the, the, the fruit of the Spirit, we have to remember, like I stated earlier, it is the Holy Spirit who works inside of us and leads us to these actions. It is his Spirit who assists us to love through difficult times. It is his Spirit who opens us up to joy it is his spirit that blesses us with the ability to, to have patience when we need it. it. It is his spirit that guides us. And, and maybe through our prayer life and through our Bible reading life, that maybe we start working in an overflow of our life where we see the kindness and goodness and gentleness begin to flow out of us. And we have to really understand it's truly the work of the spirit. We have to remember it's not just our own intellect that's creating these, uh, these things to happen up, happen in front of everybody. It is the power and working of the Lord Jesus Christ. And for some of us who have New, New Year's resolutions this year, there's this thing called self-control. There's this discipline that comes with it. And I believe that if we are aligned with the Spirit, He can guide us, He can help us, He can assist us in, in some of the things that we have goals in. But I really believe that the number one thing that we have to acknowledge is this, that the Holy Spirit has got to be the leading influencer in our lives. Because let's face it, there's so many different influencers out within this world. There are so many different places that we can gain perspectives, gain knowledge, or maybe a specific type of wisdom. But we have to ask, is it the wisdom that comes from the intellect of the Holy Spirit or is it the intellect that is from this world? Is it from a fleshly side or is it from a spiritual side? Because at the end of the day, and as great as something may sound, some of the things that we hear may not produce spiritual things for our lives. And I think we have to truly understand that as we engage in watching things that could really dictate how we feel and think about how we can uh, move forward in our lives, we have to really ask ourselves. We truly have to ask ourselves. Is this a spiritual, spiritual thing? Is it the Holy Spirit? So even when we talk about the fruit, I would say the second thought that, that we have is something that we, we really need to think through. And it's really, can we identify the fruit in our lives? When we're walking through the pain and walking through some of the hurt, when we're walking through the differences of opinions, when we're walking in life with our, our family struggles, when we're walking at work, and like I said, work can be a challenge of its own, uh, can we identify the fruit in our lives? Meaning, can we see where the Holy Spirit is working on us and challenging us? Can we see it? Can we see him working on the inside? Are those attributes coming out or is it this 
fleshly response coming out. As I stated earlier, we have been going through a conversation for the past few years and a couple of years especially when it comes to the conversation of race, when it comes to the conversation of politics entering the church. We've entered a conversation on some of these subjects where we understand that there has been flesh leading us on many different areas and at times it is hard to identify that the fruit of the spirit is actually really moving itself moving himself forward in us through this engagement with one another as a matter of fact through the conversations we've seen so much division and so much dissension through these conversations of the of the world and through culture we've seen so much uh, going against one another trying to prove each other uh, above one another we, we have really gone out of our way to say who is right and who is wrong. We have, in some cases, seen people say, if you vote a certain way, that you don't even line up with the kingdom of God. And I'm here to say this morning that if we engage in that, we're engaging in flesh because the spirit wants something much different than anything physical that we can implement in this world. He wants the work that is going on on the inside of us to begin to be the influence that goes on the outside. Meaning, if we are going to engage in anything in this world, we have to remember as believers in Christ, we are called to minister. We are called to go forth. And we can't go forth with flesh. We have to go forth with the Spirit. We have to go forth with the kingdom message. We have to go forth with the gospel. Meaning in everything that we go through and walk through, the gospel message has to be uh, identified in us. And one of the greatest ways to identify that the gospel message is moving in us and moving forward in us is through this fruit. And Paul is trying to say this to the church. I know that you guys are hearing these things, but I want to make sure you understand what is spiritual. What is the Holy Spirit? What is the one and who is the one who actually puts us in right standing with our Heavenly Father? We have to remember that the work of the Spirit is active. He is active every day, every moment, wanting to engage in us, wanting to do a work in us. But as these conversations move forward, as, as we continue to see everything go on, we, I, could, I wish we could say in 2022 that these conversations will stop, right? I wish we could say that this is a new year, we got to put everything away. As a matter of fact, we don't have to worry about it anymore. No, we have to be realistic and understand that we need to be in a place where the Spirit of God is influencing us so that we can be the ministry to the actual situations. Because at the end of the day, if we engage in flesh, if we engage in anything that is outside of what the Holy Spirit is challenging us to do, even with good intentions, working out of flesh will only give birth to more flesh. We have to really understand that. In this year of 2022, if we want to respond out of flesh, understand the response that you'll get back. Understand that if you are going to dictate to somebody a certain fleshly ideal, understand that it may not be received very well. 
it may not be received very well at all. And, you know, for me, I had my understanding of this real quick. It took me a few years to learn. First couple years of marriage of my life, I, 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 I will say that my advice sometimes was, was uh, more selfishly driven at times. Saying that in this relationship, it has to be this way. But I would just say the motives and everything was kind of jacked and jaded and maybe more flesh, right? But I learned that year, or those couple years, that a fleshly statement can receive a fleshly response, which does not create a good atmosphere. But for us to get alone with the Lord, spend time with him, praying and understanding the truths that come from the power of the Holy Spirit, as we operate and as we say certain things or speak certain things, that come from the truth of the word, that come out of the work of the spirit inside of us, that creates a completely different response. And I am not uh, naive to certain things either. I understand that there are moments and times when we are saying the truth and speaking the truth and people are not receptive to it. I do understand that. But I also understand that the fruit, the work of the Spirit who lives inside of every single one of us, speaking to us, encouraging us, empowering us, He wants us to walk in line with Him every single day. So really, we have to take a step back if we want to identify the fruit of the Spirit. We really, truly have to take a step back and do a quick inventory and say, hey, Lord, are you working in me right now? Before I engage in this conversation, am I about to engage in a conversation that's going to produce something that glorifies your name? Or is it going to take away from your name? Because out of my own attributes, my own flesh, I can't produce what you can produce. But really, even as we look through 25 and 26, the verses of 25 and 26, Paul really does want the church to understand this. Through this action, you have to do something. You have to put your flesh or those humanistic desires, you have to tell it to submit. You have to tell it to, to, to not move forward. You actually have to put it to death. You really do. We have to continue to walk and put certain things to death so that the name of the Lord Jesus Christ is glorified. We have to really understand this. That he, I really believe in some cases he's taking, uh, Paul's using, utilizing language that we find in Matthew uh, 16, 24. And he, then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me by abiding by the spirit is, is doing just that by walking in the spirit we are putting to death the things the, the things that we've been accustomed to that don't align with who Christ is that doesn't glorify his name but we're telling that to take a seat as I glorify the name of the Lord Jesus Christ 
He really does encourage the church not to fall into certain actions that would create envy, that would create a fleshly life. But in everything, we need to remember, walk by the Spirit. If there's anything, like I said before, this year in 2022, we're going to see not only the conversations that we've seen before, but we might see some conversations evolve to an even more disturbing conversation in some cases, unfortunately. We may engage in a a situation in our own life that creates this place of worry and this place of doubt where we just have no ability to have, uh, you know, maybe the joy or whatever it might be. But if we could just take that step back and remind ourselves to listen, to allow the Holy Spirit to walk with us, invite him in, allow him to minister to your situation. I believe that that work will go forth and that fruit will be seen. Not only within yourself, but at times other people will see it too. You know, one thing that I can say, I've said it to a lot of my friends, I brag on Legacy Church a lot. I said, out of all the churches I've been a part of, I I would say that this is a church that is rooted in great humility. It's rooted in great joy, and it's rooted in great maturity. And I know that in even what I'm talking about today, it's something that we tend not to see here at Legacy Church. But we do, as Legacy Church members or people who come into Legacy Church, we do see it on a daily basis. And sometimes we may not know how to engage in these conversations. And maybe we don't know how to move forward as we walk out of these four walls. But hear, and hear me quickly on this one. Follow the Holy Spirit in every, in every conversation that you have. Follow and flow with the Holy Spirit. Identify what Scripture teaches. Ask the Holy Spirit to come into the place where you're having maybe these disagreements, maybe this disunity in the relationship, maybe in the conversations where you're talking about politics or maybe you're talking about the the vaccine conversation. Let's remember to create an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit is moving on a daily basis where we actually begin to minister instead of be a part of the problem. Let's remember this this year. Walk by the Holy Spirit of God. Walk in who he is. And like I said, I understand this. And I don't think, um, I don't think I'm naive at this as well. I know some of us go to work And I understand that they're difficult people to be around. I truly do. But ask the Holy Spirit to help you love. I know that there are times when you feel the the heat of your life. And maybe it's taking away all the happiness in your life. But ask the Holy Spirit to assist you in joy. I understand that worry and doubt kind of get in the way at times. And maybe it's shaken you to the core. But ask the the Holy Spirit for peace. 
and a peace that even Kevin talked about a few weeks ago what, that we understand goes beyond, beyond the understanding of mankind. Remind yourself, remind ourselves, actually, because I need to be reminded too, <laughs> that when we are getting agitated quickly at certain things, ask the Holy Spirit to assist you with patience. Whenever you see individuals, like I said, that are hard to, to deal with, or maybe you're engaging in conversations that are very, you know, uh, toxic in a sense, Ask the Holy Spirit for you to have the ministry of kindness, goodness, self-faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you daily. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you daily. Because outside of this, let's say, we have to say the truth, it's, it's a fleshly work outside of this. But this 2022... As we hear what's going on on the outside, as we look at what's going on on the outside, remember to ask the Holy Spirit to guide and to work inside of you. You guys received that message this morning. Let's pray. Father, right now we do thank you. We thank you, Lord, for this new year that you've given us. We thank you, Lord, for your provision in this new year. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness in this, this past year, actually. And we, we just thank you for this new season that creates new opportunities for us. And like I said before, you are a timeless God that we're asking to be invited into the year 2022. I just ask, Father, that as we move forward in the conversations, in our relationships, with our friendships, with our family uh, dynamics, or maybe even in the, in, the, in the world cultural aspects, workspaces. Holy Spirit, work in our hearts. Work in us so that we can always be the example of the one who came and saved us. Help us to walk by the fruits because truly it only exemplifies and glorifies your name, Lord. Holy Spirit, produce in us that fruit everywhere we go with every conversation that we have. Be at work in us. With every trial or tribulation, work in us. With every demanding task, work in us, Holy Spirit. And Lord, help us to overcome flesh, fleshly desires that would take us away from the scope of who you are. Holy Spirit, lead us this year because it's going to be you who truly leads us to be that ministry to the world that is so broken right now. Help us to be the ministry and not the problem, Lord. It's in your name of Jesus we ask these things. Say, amen.